0: Good morning good afternoon good evening this is sir twist with the villain coming to you from the twisted villain podcast
1: all right let's get twisted y'all
0: all right today we'll be doing an interview with my bunny bunny nicole twist well let me go ahead and introduce um, everyone this is my slave of bunny nicole twist
2: hello everyone
1: hey bunny so I guess my first question is, how long have you been in the lifestyle?
2: Um, I have been in the, see lifestyle is a very wide range question. So I'm gonna break it down. I've been in the lifestyle of kink um, and BDSM since I was 19. So we're talking like 30 something years. I have been in the leather lifestyle for since 2017.
1: Okay, okay, Okay. Well, I guess my next question is, what brought you to the love?
2: The alleged uh, ability to have more structure, um, the rules and, and etiquette that went along with it, supposedly, um, that's what brought me into leather.
1: Did you identify as a slave first or a submissive first, or were you just a kinkster
2: first? Um, I identified as myself first. So there was no title attached to that. It was just me doing what I wanted to do however I wanted to do it in the lifestyle I was in, period. After that, it became a thing of, I I resonated more with being on the submissive side of things. I was never into just top and bottom play. That was never my thing. So it was just more of submissive being that service uh, is my driving force. And then with Sire coming into my life, my slavehood began.
1: Was it an easy progression or was it something that was kind of learned as you went?
2: It was very fluid for me. I definitely had to learn. I continue to learn. I think that's a, a constant. If you stop learning, then you just die. There is, there is nothing else but learning. You have to grow.
1: Do, have you had a non-African-American partner? Yes, I have. Did you see a difference in those two?
2: Um, I can't say if it was because of race, um, because the person was not African-American. I think it was more of, in my particular situation, I have one that was more of an economic difference mm. and the entitlement that came with that. Um, and then another, it was more of an age difference and what went along with that.
1: So I'm gonna have to ask you a fun question. We heard twist out of the story of how y'all uh, connected. Could you give us your half of the story so we can get the full story?
2: <laughs> I know, okay, so I don't know what story what he said in his story. So I'm gonna give you how this happened on, from my side. Um, a mutual friend introduced us for, because I was asking that mutual friend to go somewhere with me um, out of town. And in order for that person to go, at the time, they they were they had dealings with him, and on what level their relationship is, I I don't know. I wasn't a part of that, um, but they felt as though they needed to get permission from him to go. So I had to meet him first. So when I met him, we met in a public like burger place um, on my lunch break. So it really was like supposed to be a quick meeting, like just so he can kind of see who I am and what you know that I wasn't gonna chop her up in little pieces or lead her out into the <laughs> field or whatever. I don't know what I don't know what the thought process was on that. Um, so I met him during my lunch break, and the minute I I met him instantly, I was like, mm, no, I don't know what that is, what Wait. that vibe is, what that feeling is. But my answer is no. Uh huh.
1: You want smitten? It. You want smitten up with his charming looks? Off, off date?
2: It had nothing to do with smitten. Something about his energy pulled me in a way that constantly put me on guard. Like at, that was my initial response was no. The, the answer to whatever universe question that was roaming around was no um he seemed like a nice person he didn't say a whole lot he just sat in the cut um i looked up a couple times i noticed he was looking at me and again in my head the answer was no and then on the way to leaving the meeting because it was time for me to go back to work he went to get we went to get like say goodbye or whatever and he gave me a hug and his energy was so strong i was like oh hell no i don't know what that is but (laughs) oh no
1: That's that's the first
2: time. And so then from there, I um hadn't didn't see him again into that young lady's birthday. Um, I went by there to cheer her up because she was having a hard day. And I brought her, I think I brought her some champagne or something. She decided we were gonna go out. He found out I was there and decided he was coming over there anyway. Other people came over, we ended up going to a bar, and he ended up tying up the birthday girl, the bartender, and a couple other people. And he kept looking at me like, oh, but you are next, and I am tying you up before we leave here. Um, I will say that was the first night, and the first time he ever put rope on me. Um, our energy was crazy, and the rest is history.
1: Well, um, oh, ever- <laughs> we're not going to buy past the car scene. we not going to buy past car scene, because you was on top of somebody's car just expecting their car.
2: I handle my business. I'm trying to understand what we talk talking about. Like, yes, that's what happened. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, <laughs>
1: but- Look I, look, I had to hit it because he was like, We on top of the car. I told him. He, said, he,
2: he presented a, a, a very good case. Obviously, I was for it and, and we went at it. And we've been together pretty much ever since. Like, that's what happened.
1: So, I have a personal question to ask uh, because I'm known to us. I want to know what he be saying in people's ear because he say nothing, but it got to be something that he be saying to people. What he be saying in your ear?
2: I'm going to tell you right now, he did not say nothing in my ear. Literally, our energy and our connection is something that I had never felt with anyone ever before. It was okay. not anything that was ever spoken. What he asked of me is nothing no other guy has never asked me for. And and most dudes, I'd be like, man, if you get the fuck up on my face. um. But obviously, that was not the vibe. It was something about who he is that resonated and spoke to who I am. And we just connected in that way. And at first, I dismissed it as just physical attraction type situation. Like, okay, obviously, we just, you know. Got that chemistry of like, oh, I just wanna, I just wanna, I wanna see what that dick do, and he looking at me like, I wanna see what that ass do. Like, I, I took it as that initially. However, it turned out it was way deeper than that.
0: Were you trying to um, put out all the information like I'm a bad guy? Like, I be just like whispering. No, 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 no. no. no, 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 you no have you, your time. You can you have man. your
1: time. This is Bunny. This is Bunny Corner. We <laughs> ain't think about what Twist doing. This is about the Bunny Corner. So if we, if we wanna hear you speak. We'll talk to you. But right now, Bunny's making her check. We got that out the way. <laughs> uh, for a first time slave what would you what would you give them as a as some tips first time submissive or slave sorry first time slave
2: number one to choose, choose who you serve wisely and make sure that that person's core mm-hmm. values and morals and vision align with your core values and 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 something you can follow um, make sure you have good alignment that's number one um, don't get caught up in the hoopla of Whatever their reputation is, good or bad, or what kind of dick they piping you down with, like make sure you're actually aligned with that individual because and don't because you don't want to take this lightly. You're right. To yeah. be someone's slave, you didn't ask me about submissive. So but to be someone's slave, you are literally giving them a hundred percent of yourself. And in order to do that, you better make sure this person is capable of handling a hundred percent of what you're about to give them. So the first thing is don't go fast take your time, be in service to someone for a while, get to see how that person moves in the world and how they treat other people, not just the person they're trying to impress, and make sure that you truly are aligned with this person and you can believe and respect them. Did you
1: teach to us how to answer questions like that? Because <laughs> answer to be mulatto and quit. And I love your answer right
0: now. Yo, we are two different people, but we this is the reason we are two different people and why we work so well together is because we're two different people. It's that Didn't, you, I just,
1: I just Didn't I just say this?
0: Bunny Corner? Well, you asked a question, man.
1: No, I asked Bunny the question. This ain't got nothing for you. You, you, you asked a Bunny. Man. You, <laughs> ask, okay.
0: you ask a Bunny a question. You asking me a question. How about that? What other questions
1: uh, did you? No, know, you know, I can't can argue answer. with that. I can't I can argue do. with that.
0: but go, ahead. But go ahead. She, she, she can No, no, uh-uh. no. Let her answer the question.
2: Sire answered the questions the way he answered them because those are his responses and his answers. I answer the questions the way I answer them based upon my my experiences in life. And where I come from and how and how I was prepped to do so. Difference of personalities.
1: Oh, no, I just want to give them a hard time. I yeah. know.
0: Yeah. What else you got? <laughs>
1: um, what are your top three kinks?
2: Service. Um, that's my number one. That is my number one kink. My secondary would have to be, I would have to say it would have to be rope Because rope has is still is still a pertinent part of who we are and what and, and how we came together. And impact for sure.
1: Impact for sure. What do you consider your love language? The way you give it and the way you receive it? Because I know those sometimes are different.
2: The way I give it is the way it's needed. That's how that works for me. My love language is I give you what it is you need from me in order to feed your soul and feed your spirit. So I give Mm. you what you need. That is my love language out to people. As far as receiving... Access service is my number one. Someone doing something because they know it's just what is necessary or needed means way more to me than people giving me gifts or, or words of affirmations. Um, I believe words of affirmation sometimes are hollow or, or don't have enough soul behind it so that it doesn't feed me in the same way.
1: I love your answer. I love it.
0: So you should just make her the co host, you know? It's kicking me out. No, no,
2: no,
1: no, no. I need your energy because we back and forth. Our bandage is crazy. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever been a submissive to somebody?
2: I've been in service to a lot of people. I haven't, I haven't, I've only served one other person, um, exclusively other than Sire. I've been in service to different people over the years, but if only the first person that brought me into the lifestyle, I would say I was, um, very much, uh, submissive to that individual. Um, and then I had a brief stint with someone that I was under consideration with.
1: How do y'all handle disagreements being in a slave and, um, master dynamic?
2: I'm lucky. Uh, first off, um Sire likes my me to speak my mind when it comes to point of view and thought process or or when I'm thinking about or what's weighing heavy on me um, my My voice does matter in this dynamic. I'm very lucky in that way because i I've seen or heard that that does not happen a lot for others, so even as his as his slave, my viewpoint he wants to hear it he wants to know what how, what I see that's different than what he sees, so with respect, that is always. Given to him at the proper time and place.
1: Bunny, um, is that your first name that you went by when you got into the lifestyle? Or was that just something that was gifted to you by um, Mr. Twist?
2: So, no, Bunny was not my first original name in the lifestyle. It was something else before that, um, which came from um, a compilation of something my grandfather once said and uh, interchanged with my, my name, my middle name. And so that was my first. Now, Bunny came because actually bunny was not given to me by sire my birth father um everyone I always called him bunny that was the nickname he was called and that resonated with me as i was coming into his lifestyle when i was on my own before sire and i were together and so bunny came into place that way and then later on it meant it, it pulled in a different part of the meaning based upon how bunnies move in the world um and that was spoken into me by um are now leather grandmother. And then it was also reaffirmed again by the fact that I had a love of rope Due to being with a rigger. So, mm. <laughs> therefore, it pulled in a whole nother meaning. So, for me, it can't, it, it blessed, I was blessed with that name. It was passed down to me and then it was reinforced in several different ways.
1: Uh right. Do you have a lot of, um? do you have any vanilla friends or do you only mainly hang out with Kinksters?
2: My friendship circle is very little, first and foremost, but I do have some vanilla friends, people who are not in the lifestyle.
1: Do they, do they give you, do they heckle you about it or they just respect it and just keep it
2: moving? You can't be a friend of mine if you don't respect how i move moving the world
1: it is. There it is right there. They ain't moving right, they ain't rocking right. Mm
2: of energy away from me. So if you can't respect who I am and how I move, it really, there's no need in us being friends. I don't keep people just to have people.
1: Um, We have a question. Um, Let me get to the chat. So Let me ask a question. Oh, someone wants to know, how did you find out you were a slave over being a submissive?
2: So for me, my slavehood came into place when I realized that I was willing to give 100% of all to this person. My slavehood could not have happened. I can't see that happening for anyone else. Me giving 100% to anyone was never something that I saw happening in my in my life so that wasn't something i was striving for or looking for but once i realized i wanted to give 100 percent of myself to one individual that's when i moved into the, the my slavehood space and i had to meet with a lot of different black women who literally came into my life as a blessing and and help cultivate this for me because i had issues with the title or with the standing for a while so i had to learn how to wrap myself around this and make it my
1: own all right now that's my next two questions i think that answer both of her questions my next two questions are kind of being that we're african-american and we dealt with the horrors of slavery how did you i guess wrap your mind wrap your mind and personality around the term slave and and master.
2: For me, it's a lot easier because I don't look at master as in um chattel slavery. I look at master as someone who has who is mastering themselves and mastering a skill base and mastering a, a way of life. So I look at it in that in that context. Master has a lot of different terms. Um, so I look at it that way. And as for slave, I look at it as servitude. So I'm I am in service, and because I my the way slavery in this country it's brought about that none of that was by choice. All of it was by force. I made a conscious decision to be in servitude to my sire for eternity. That was a decision. No one made me do it. No one signed me up for it. No one said I had to do it. This is something I decided to sign up for because I believe in, in his vision for how our family and how life is supposed to transpire. So I didn't have a hard time with that part. It was the black women thought process that um, no one's going to tell me what to do. That's embedded upon us early on to to be so strong and be independent and stand on your own two feet, I felt as though at one point it was a battle of I had to lose that in order for me to be his slave and, and I had to realize that I don't have to lose a part of my independence and in who I am and my ability to, to do the things that I've, I've done as far as business and work and family, I don't lose that to be his. The fact that I am his is because he saw that in me and that's what he wants me to personify into the world.
1: So you, you wanted my next question. I hope I asked you, how do you keep your person? Because you come off like, and I know a lot of people don't know you and I've gotten to know you very well and I love you to death. And I saw that even though you are a slave, you still hold your independence. And I was gonna ask you, how do you still hold on to your independence? While being the slave, but you've already answered that
2: for me. It really is about your dynamic, though. Some people, Siren, never had the mindset of, I got to break you down and make you less than in order for you to be my slave. His thing was, I love the fact that you were about your business. And I love the fact that you are who you are. And I want all those attributes in my house. I want all those things that you come to the table with, because those are the things that attracted me to you. And I want you to bring all that with you. And let me help you cultivate that into greatness.
1: All right. Um, my next question: I know that you were poly. Were you always poly, or was that something that you grew into as you were with um, Twist? No, I've
2: always been poly. Not was always it? ethical back in the day, but always poly. <laughs> <laughs> the ethical part came over time.
1: Well, what did you learn about the poly lifestyle? I know, like lately, it's becoming it's a big boom. But I remember in the early '90s, I, I heard about it. But it was very, it was really small sector of, of the, I'm mean, going say United States is doing it, and it seemed like there's been a, an influx in the last 10, 15 years. I'ma contributed to the beginning where I started realizing it was when um young drove and T.I did that song. And he said, my girl got a girl, I think that kind of opened up the door for when I started realizing more people tried to get into it but when did it start
2: for you? For me personally just how I've always moved when I dated I first of all because I'm bi so when I have dated I've always one. I, I never saw a reason why I can only have one first of all call, call me greedy call me whatever I personally feel like if I come to the table and I tell you I like this and I like this then I should be able to have this and that I should not have to make a choice between the two and I and that doesn't mean we all have to be intertwined with each other it definitely meant like okay well, this is my girlfriend and you are my boyfriend boyfriend and that should be fine. And if that's not fine, then okay, that's cool. You can leave. That just mean I need a different, different boyfriend or a different girlfriend. That's cool. I put in that. So for me, it, it was never from the time I started dating, that's always been a thing for me. So around 19 years
1: old that's always been a thing for me um geez, i just slipped off my head right there my question was <laughs> do you feel that more african-americans would would prosper in a, in a bdsm type relationship or do you see it that it would help have you seen that or do you feel like that's something that should be explored more in african-american communities
2: i definitely feel like it should be explored more across the board in all communities, quite frankly, because I feel like, and it's not BDSM relationships per se, it's more MS or DS relationships. I feel like they, the, the way they are structured are more honest and open relationships where it causes people to actually dig deep into themselves if they're doing it correctly, figure out who the hell you are, and then know what you want and what you can offer. And you bring that to the table. And then someone else says, you know what, this is what I have and this is what I have to offer and this is what I can bring to the table. And then you guys can have an honest conversation about what it looks like for y'all to be, to coexist together in this world, to better each other and to better your relationship. I think everybody should could benefit from that. Um, but definitely I feel like the black community could always benefit from the possibilities of having more honest and open relationships that, are based upon reality and less the superficial, dumb stuff that we tend to be wrapped up in in the vanilla world. Um, but I also know it's not for everybody, though. So I wanna say that sharing oh yeah, is not for everyone. Everyone does not have compassion. Everyone cannot be okay with, okay, this is my person and I love this person and I truly love this person. And I feel like this person feeds me and I feed them and I'm okay with them being with someone else. That doesn't work for everyone. So if it doesn't work for you, then just know that and come to the table with that.
1: Okay, this is a fun question. When you when you guys came up with the um, laws, the protocols and the rules, did you did you have a lot of um, say in it or was it just kind of a natural thing y'all both kind of agreed before y'all were going?
2: I think we... I came to the table with things that were either concerns or issues and I bring them to Sire and I lay them before him and then he makes a decision on how we move from there. So in the beginning, it was more like my only request and requirement, and it's to this day it's the same thing, is I have to. I have to have trust, trust and respect are the top two things for me. If I cannot trust you or respect you, I can't. There's nothing. There's nothing else but that. So if I if if I cannot trust who you are and what you say, and I cannot respect the person you are and how you move in this world, then I I can't be. I can't be in service. I can't be around. I can't. I don't. I that goes. But that goes beyond just my dynamic. That also goes to how I do friendships and relationships overall. So I was like, I understand and I, and I see that. These are the things I request. These are the things I need. So it wasn't more of a negotiation or sit down at the table with a contract, going line for line. Like I'll give you a, if you give me subsection B and paragraph C, like it wasn't like that. It was more or less, these are the things are necessary for me to function in a healthy situation. And then he said, okay, I received that. And these are the things I need. And we agreed that these things were the core value of, of how we were moving in the world. And from there, okay. the rest is written by him.
1: I'm not asking a question. I think I always George would the asked Monse it just came in my head. In, the, in y'all dynamic, was have there ever been any like small issues where you had to kind of be like, okay, hold up, we need to we need to hammer this out before we go any further that y'all yes. want to discuss?
2: I think in every relationship, you have moments where you're like, ooh, pause. <laughs> like, oh, wait, oh, pause. I need clarification. Either I'm confused or something is moving weird. What is this? I think every every relationship has that.
1: Do you feel comfortable giving us an instance where it was like pump the brakes, let's talk?
2: Um,
1: With his I'm permission.
2: I'm trying to think of a, a I'm trying to think of a more recent incident and that would help put things in perspective of what I'm saying. Entering people into our dynamic that'd be one. So within entering people into our dynamic, it literally for me, it is not a matter of who he chooses as his partners, or I have no say so on that. Who he chooses to. Bring in, or for what the reason is, I don't question any of those things. My whole thing is, can I not be surprised by finding out outside of us that someone is now in our situation? And that was my only—that is my only request. Because if someone pops up, I—I I will be surprised, and that's the problem for me.
1: Does the, does the twist ever get in the doghouse, or is that even a thing for y'all? You
2: don't really. I know in that.
1: the vanilla world, they have the quote unquote when men get in trouble, we get in the house
2: No there's no doghouse. We just talk it out. If I, if I feel like there's something going on that is bothering me or causing me problems, that's going to cause him problems because he doesn't want me to be upset. Just like if I feel like something is messing with his spirit, I'm going to, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is his spirit all off tilt? Why is I'm not feeling his energy the same? You, and we are so connected in a way. I don't want him ever to feel uneasy, disturbed, off tilt, angry, any of those things. So if something is shifting him in a way, I'm, I want to know what that thing is. So I'm going to come to him, like, can I fix it? Or, or is this something I just, you need me to, to you know, do I need to go
1: stop somebody out? What are we talking about? What's causing <laughs> this disturbance? So I have a funny story with you, Bunny. What's up? Me and you, we have a funny story together. So when I first heard about Bunny, and I asked him why oh, okay. we met Bunny. <laughs> when they had got married, Twister said, hey, I need you to get a, a tub. I said, okay, cool. And I asked him, I said, yo, when is it time to get the tub? He said, I'm going to tell you. Now, I had the money earlier. I said, well, look, Bunny, tell me. Well, he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me. So finally, randomly, he told me, he was like, yo, it's time to get tough aside. And that was, then I started procrastinating. And then one day I called him and he was like, yo, when you don't get your suit. And I heard Bunny in the background say, look, if he ain't about to do it, he can stay home. And I was like, you know what? Let me get on mine. And I got mine done. And that was one of my first introductions in to meet Bunny. Bunny was like, I know your little friend cool. And I know you know, she was mad. I know your little friend cool and all, but. He needs to get his life together. Cause am going gonna talk to him next. Cause I ain't want those bunny issues.
2: Yeah, I, I don't suggest the bunny issues. <laughs> I don't want
1: the bunny issues. The <laughs> but bunny it was, issues okay, is
2: real. I was not mad. It literally was just like, okay, we're we're on a deadline to make sure everybody had everything in place. So that's how it went. So the so the bunny side of the story is she was not mad. She was she is definitely a organizer and detail oriented individual who realizes that we have a time frame to get everything in place. So what I have realized is that uh, some of Sire's connections, the people and the male people in his life may not be as on top of those types of details as needed. So therefore, but, I, should, I had to apply a little pressure in order in to get defense, the done.
1: In my defense, I asked him multiple times, way before I say, look, tell me when it is, I can go get it like now, i got some money, just let me go. And he was like, I'm going to tell you. And then he would, like, I would talk to him a couple times, and he just wouldn't say nothing. I'm like, yo, what is it, too? I'm going to just tell you. And then one day he just dropped it on me. He was like, oh, you need to get this. I'm like, why can not you tell me this, like, a couple weeks ago <laughs> when, I had, when I had the dough, when I was like, he just throwing money out? That's why like, now
2: we're, I'm working on y'all communication skills with each
1: other. Uh, <laughs> it really yeah. wasn't my fault because I, I, I had the money. I need, I need both
2: of y'all to learn how to communicate better with each other. So that uh, you know, you guys can the the energy and information can flow freely between the two of you, so that we can have a more productive outcome. That would be yeah, great.
1: Because uh, really, what's uh, gonna yeah.
2: happen is I'm gonna I, me on the backdrop because who who's supposed to handle all the fine-tuning details of his vision is me. So whoever your person is, and I'm assuming I know who she is, you who's do. to handle all of your fine-tune details. I just go straight to her and be like, okay, so the third have said we need to do X, Y, and Z. So let's get this together. That's how it goes. That's why y'all got us. That's why we here.
1: And, and I'm not gonna lie, y'all had to learn how to lean on her more. And <laughs> it, sometimes our communication is a little off. I'm not gonna lie. Me and Twist we we like this. But our communication is like this,
2: uh-huh. so and that's where that's where we come in at to take that pressure off you guys. So we just go ahead and take it over. Let the sirs do what sirs do, and we will worry about all the fine tuning details in the backdrop, and we'll pull it all together, and it'll be great. It's gonna be amazing.
0: I'm just gonna say, you knew you had to pay for it, so why? <laughs> you when you I told to you, to
1: you I had the money, you all you had to do. Was, you knew you had, had to pay money. for it,
0: so why did you even spend the money?
2: I saw this coming. I told you that you money. You I had, had, that had that money way we, before I Okay, so if you I know you got have a car
0: note coming up, you're not just going to spend the money. No, so you won't that, question, you exactly going tinos, be able to pay your car note. Know no, because I, mean? I said twist. I had,
1: the mo- I had the money two weeks ahead. I was like, I got the money. Man, don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you when it's time. Why would you tell me when That's I had the money? Had
0: to That's all you had to do. I got the money. Let me just put this money off to the side. So I know it's going to be a I got two kids. Ain't no money off to the side
1: when you got two kids. It ain't no money off the side kids. She needed need Pampers at the time. Either uh, whatever. Like, come on now, you know money. You really didn't have the money then.
2: So uh, the, okay. the end result is, sirs, if you, if I may, is that a wonderful and beautiful wedding occurred. Amazing union happened. You and I got to meet in person, sir. And we got to hang out and have fun together. It was a great time. You gave an amazing speech. You look amazing. In oh, union. we did.
1: We did. We, we had amazing time.
2: See, look That's at weird. the he gonna cut
1: that head, baby. The money had to put a
2: little pressure in there and then everything came.
1: It was away. fine, like See? it was like it was fine. I got it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I gotta give a shout out to my brother C next because he looked out for me that week. Cause I didn't have the money and I like I was like C next I like, hate hey, that he him some money, but I need it because I need to get to the man wedding and i promise promised him that everybody and dropped out
2: on him and I can't have him
1: get married without Somebody who he love, he care about. So thank you. Aww,
2: the whole crew came in. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. All well, right, back, back to the, the back
0: interview. Back to the interview. What else you got?
1: Oh, see, see, see. Every time we try to be emotional, he want to cut it off. See, you need to work on him with his emotional time. Oh, sir, yeah.
2: I hate to inform you, uh, but I don't work on anything with Sir Sire work on <laughs> his own things. I am only here to help if I'm able to. That's not well a- can you
1: can you help and and help him <laughs> get his emotional situation together? Because <laughs> he ain't he in the military no more. Please Mr. tell him Washington. that. Because anyway. <laughs> All right, my last question to Bunny.
2: You gotta make it a juicy one, sir.
1: I do, I do, I do. What was your favorite scene with Twix?
2: Our very first one.
1: We, had, first of
2: all, we have had some amazing things over the years.
0: I was just thinking about the one at, at Shrine. That was a good one. I think that was that, a good one. That was a good
2: one. We have had some some absolutely amazing things. Some of them have been really hot. Some of them have been really... Intense? Highly intense. Um, Some of them have been pushing my boundaries um, in a lot of different ways. But I think my, our first scene will always be my favorite because it was the beginning. It was the first time I realized I can actually emotionally and spiritually connect with an individual. And I did not realize a spiritual connection for me was even possible until that point. So for me, that would forever be my favorite. So, our first uh, rope scene. All right,
1: last question. This is the last question. Last question. You said it was the last question. <laughs> no, was the last, last question. Last question. Um, do you feel that aftercare is important for everybody, or is it just something that you deem that's important for you?
2: I think aftercare is important to individuals if they feel like they need it. So everyone's aftercare does not look the same. Um, Everybody's aftercare, it it is not built the same. And some people don't even need the aftercare per se. They may do something afterwards every time, but they don't consider it aftercare. That is an individual basis. For me, um, aftercare is necessary, but it can only be given to me by Sire. And or there's only one other individual that could possibly um, do that for me. I don't feed off of everyone. So you, everyone can't heal me. Everyone cannot pour into me. That is not a thing.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I can't even say we've been vil- vilified this time. Y'all just been bonified. There we go. That's how we <laughs> ran out. Right you just been bonified.